Eternal Father, uh, we're down to our last 45 minutes, and Father, I pray that you will help us, Lord, as we must be all tired mentally, maybe physically as well. Help us to concentrate so we can focus on this important topic. And Lord, um, spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So may your Holy Spirit come and teach us all um, your truth uh, uh, on this matter. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. So, <clears throat> so my first question is, so why talk about masculinity and femininity? This question. So why talk about it? Any thoughts? <coughs> George? <coughs> huh? Okay, it's an ascent. Huh? It defines everything. It defines, like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it defines who we are as humans. Okay, fine, let's go with that. Anything else? Why talk here 45 minutes about masculinity and femininity? Yes, what's your name? Dorcas. Pardon? Dorcas. Dorcas, okay. Good. I think it's becoming an issue in the world. Yes, yes, good point. It's not even just becoming an issue, it, or it's been an issue for a long time, and uh, we are late on the boat and talking about it. Okay, what else? It's, it's an issue in the world. Mia? Because most people are confused to what is the role of being a male and Right, okay. Well, there's a lot of confusion. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Anything else? Angie? Well, I guess the marriage, it causes a lot of problems if you mm. don't know what male and female mean. Mm -hmm. And also, it's representative, like, it's representative of uh, God's relationship with His church, right? Right, so right. So, if we understand the meaning amongst humans, we can understand better how we relate to Christ. Right, right, exactly. So, we're going to talk about those, that verse, right? In, in marriage, I was talking to a marriage counselor, and um, I'm not in a relationship with getting married or anything, okay? I just, it was a side conversation. And uh, I just asked her, you know, what, what do you think is the number one way to fix most of the marriage problems? And she said, we have to teach them the roles of man and woman. This is at the core, okay? Of course, you know, there's a character and stuff like that of Jesus, right? But said, practically speaking, it's knowing the roles of man and woman. If people understand that, lots of marriage problems would be solved. Okay? So very, very important. So like some of the things that we said, our gender is an important aspect of who we are as humans. Right? Yes? So if you look at little boys and girls, right, they start to act, they act differently, yes? Right? They, you know, the way they interact and play, it's different. Right? So, and how they identify, you know, like, oh, girls have cooties and like, stuff like that. You know, did you ever do that? Right? And they, like, it's like they, so guys kind of identify themselves as guys and girls as girls. And, and so it's like to understand our, our gender, our sex, is to understand humanity, right? Another thing, society is talking about it. Is that true? Yes or no? Huh? It's society is talking about it. So did you guys, uh, have you guys been heard about uh, Sheryl Sandberg recently? Sheryl Sandberg, do you know who, he, who she is? She's the C, uh, I believe the COO, Chief Operating Officer of Facebook, okay? And she wrote a book called Lean In. And basically, it's like another manifesto for feminism. And uh, she's saying, you know, the women in the business world are not cracking the, 
the glass ceiling. Do you know what the glass ceiling is? The concept? The glass ceiling is basically this concept that, you know, you know, climb the corporate ladder, right? You know, you start off like a frontline worker, like I am right now, and then you climb the ladder manager, and then director, and then you go to like the executive leadership. So women right now are underrepresented in executive leadership positions in companies and corporate world. And it's like, they're looking up, they want to go through it, but they can't because there's a glass ceiling, right? So she's like, we have to break this glass ceiling. And what she basically does is that the problem that women are not going to those positions because of like women, their characteristics, they're not strong enough, you know, they're not like bold enough. So basically she was blaming women and a lot of people were upset, a lot of feminists were upset at her saying, oh, you're blaming us women for our own problems, it's actually society, it's actually men, you know. So she's caused a lot of stir, okay. But it's a gender issue, right. And uh, uh, do you have any Americans here? No. Okay, uh, I'm sure you, did you hear about DOMA, right? DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act and Proposition 8. Yeah, so as you may or may not know, who's familiar here with DOMA and Proposition 8? Yes, okay. Um, basically, it's like, it's these, um, Bill Clinton signed a law um, defining marriage as between man and woman. Then in California, the California voters voted some time ago to define marriage as being a man and woman. That's called Proposition 8. But recently, just in this past June, I think, um, the Supreme Court of the United States of America, they shut down DOMA and, and Proposition 8, basically opened the door for wholesale same-sex marriage across the states, okay? It is a gender issue because it's saying our gender does not in any way affect how we should be married. Do you understand? Yes? Right? So gender issue is all over the place. You open the newspaper, you read the newspaper, there's going to be some gender issue. CNN, CTV, there's always talking about some gender issue. It is an issue uh, in, in society, okay? Society is talking about it. Feminism has drastically changed our understanding of gender. True? Yes or no? Huh? How, how, well, first, what is feminism? Huh? What, what did what, you say? <laughs> a bunch of women? <laughs> no. There's a lot of men who are feminists, and a lot of men. Angie, what's feminism? Um, it's a movement that basically says that women are equal with men in every aspect. We can do the jobs that men can do. Like, women can, um, you know, take on any role that a man can do. Like, that's why women are in the army and all that, mm -hmm. leadership positions. And we should not, women should not be treated differently because, because they're women. They right, should be treated right. exactly like a man would be treated. Right, right, right. So, basically, the tenet of feminism is this, that our only difference between men and women is anatomical, okay? But our behavior and our mannerism, our roles, is completely interchangeable. And it's defined by culture, so by changing culture, you change, you know, like femininity and masculinity. Actually, they don't even like those terms, okay? It's just some blurring, <laughs> some, you know? Uh, so they want everything that males can do, females can do. There's, there's no behavior, no psychosocial difference. It's only, only difference is anatomical. That's feminism, okay? And feminism roles are, uh, during Ellen White's time, and Ellen White actually talked about it, she condemned it actually, and um, basically it's gotten a lot of traction. It's dramatically changed, changed our society. So we hear, we, uh, there's, right now, there's a lot more men trying to, you know, staying at home, right? They're saying that, you know, why should women be the caretakers of the home? 
men should do it too. So you know, they're like feminists, they focus on like you know equally dividing, you know, all the all the chores in the home, you know, between man and woman. Okay, and um, have you guys seen this before a little bit now? How like females propose to males now? Huh? Have you seen this? Yeah. I remember my church friends and I, we had a. Or maybe like asking each other out. Let's put it that way. Maybe that's more relevant to us. How like girls will ask guys out now, whereas before it was like guys asking girls out, right? And I remember my church friends and I, we had a discussion like, is it good for, is it okay for a girl to, you know, ask a guy out or like a guy? Or should it only be guys asking girls out, right? And before it was pretty clear. The guy would ask, you know, the parents and then, you know, the girl, and they would, you know, go out and, you know, do their thing. But now it's like, the girls like I try to seduce the man and just like it's all what it's all interchanged right why okay it's because of feminism okay any comments or thoughts no no okay a lot of all the guys that stay at home dads because of um I'm not trying to be controversial <laughs> no no this is a controversial topic <laughs> okay. so I have a friend and he his wife works yeah and he stays home with the three kids yeah they're seven day adventists yeah um, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, mm -hmm. but um, that's, their, this, that's their situation for now. Right. What, what would be your opinion on that? You know, there are, you know, we live in difficult economic times, and uh, it's very difficult to live now financially. And because of certain, certain social economic situations, and, you know, things might be a bit difficult. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, you know so there might be some instances where, you know, maybe just the wife is working, but the man lost his job. You know, right now, because of the economic downturn, lots of sectors where men are dominant workers, like manufacturing and stuff for like the industry, they're shutting down and lots of men are losing jobs right now, right? So, you know, there are difficult situations, but the thing, is, the thing about feminism is this, is this that it should be equally divided. The woman is not more nurturing. They think that men could be just as nurturing as females and that men are just as good as taking care of as babies, as females. It's just like, it's, there's no distinction. That's the tenet of feminism. It's a principal issue here for feminism, yeah, so. Um, it's an issue in our church. Yes, so we all know that right now our church is undergoing a huge study of what issue? A woman's ordination. Should, can women be elders and pastors, right? And it is a, it's a gender issue. Yes? Yeah, it's a gender issue. So it's an issue in our church. Okay? And also, our Lord talks about it in the Bible. Okay? Our, the Bible is not silent on masculinity and femininity. Okay? And we want to just look over some of the Bible text and see what the Bible says. You know, it doesn't go through all the little details, right? But it gives out good principles about you know, how we as men and females should relate and understand one another. Okay? So we'll look at the Bible. Sound good? Yes, okay, so let's do that then. So let's first go to Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. Okay, Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. If you're there, please say amen. If you're not there, have mercy. Okay. okay. Are we there? Yes, okay, so let's, uh, let's all read together. Genesis chapter 1, 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay? We all know this text, right? And so what are some aspects? So let's focus first on God created man and woman in whose image? In his own image. Okay? So what do you think this tells us about masculinity and femininity? Mia. Huh? <laughs> Isn't it something weird when our presenters they ask you obvious questions? <laughs> yes, okay. So I wanna I wanna make a point. Okay? To be truly human is to have the character of God. Okay, I'll say that again. To be truly human is to have the character of God, whether we're female or male, both of us are called to have the character of God. Okay? Now, you know we always say, you know. You know, we're human, we all make what? Mistakes. We all make mistakes, right? We're human, we are all sinners, right? And in a certain way, you know, I can understand that. But the point I want to make here is that when God first created us, He meant us originally to what? To have His character. Do we have His character right now as sinners? Huh? Humans in our natural born state, do we have the character of God? No. But the gospel is... What? Gospel wants to restore that character back in us. Amen? Yes? In both male and female. So both male and female are called to have the character of God. Okay? So, how does this play out? So what, what does it mean to have the character of God? You know, I hate it when sometimes people preach. It's like so vague. Be like Jesus. Have everyone is like, so what does that mean? Right? Or like, have the character of God. You know? Um, so what does it mean to have the character of God? What are some aspects of God's character? Huh? Patience. Patience. Okay. What else? Self-control. Okay. What else? God is love. God is love. To have love. Okay. What else? Humility. Humility. Okay. Actually, let's talk about that right now. Okay. <laughs> so first, I want to talk to the guys. Okay. How many of us like here like sports here? Okay. Okay. Well, what's sports to be like? Call it out. Soccer. Okay. Huh? Cross country. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, basketball, right? You know when you guys like, you know when you like score a goal? Well, you, like, well, you know, I, I don't dunk clearly. <laughs> I'm short. <laughs> but you know, it's like you watch the videos, like the guy dunks on the guy, and then after he dunks, what does he do? Then the guy like, falls down. What happens? He like stares at him, right? And like, it's like expressing his like dominance over the other guy, right? And sometimes we, we see that as like a masculine character, right? Oh, it's like very masculine, it's like, you know, domination. But is that, truly ma- is that truly masculine? Yes or no? Based upon this text? No. Because why? To be human is to have humility. Does it make sense? Yes? Yeah? So, you know, this expressing a pride by guys, you know, when you play sports or whatever, it's like we have come to associate that with masculinity, but when God looks at it, it's like, you know, I didn't create men to be like that. I created men to be humble. Amen? Yeah, to be humble, not to express your dominance, right? And George talked about that in his testimony with Taekwondo. Right? I could, I, you know, I could also share, you know, it felt great to win and, you know, to have your hand raised and, you know, it's like you having dominance over people. It's like, but that's not masculinity. Okay, that's not masculinity. Okay, and for ladies, <laughs> okay, okay, 
know, um, you know, taking pictures of yourself, you know, like vanity, yes, okay, you know, I, I, I went to Google and I put self camera in, right, and 99% of the pictures came out with females, okay, so this is why I decided to talk to the females about this issue, but the sad thing is that some males do this too, yeah, have you seen on Facebook, these guys like taking pictures, like hairs like this, and like, it's like, have mercy, right, um, but, you know, it's like, you know, it's like we've come to associate, you know, females, they want to like look beautiful and like, they like take pictures and like put on Facebook and like you like, you like when people liking it, you know, it's like, oh, you're a pretty girl, whatever, you know, all those comments, right? And it's like femininity, right? But the thing is, biblically speaking, is that femininity, yes or no? Uh, no, because God created us to be, to be humble. Amen? Yes, any questions? Yeah. Okay, God created us to be sexually pure. Um, you know, there's this idea that men are in love with sex. This is not true, right? You just watch any movie, and the men are depicted as, like, you know, very, very sexual, not, you know, not having self-control, right? I remember talking to uh, one, of my, one of my brother's friends was telling my brother about one of her friends, and she found out that this guy, right, would be talking to the girlfriend, right? These, a guy and a girl, girlfriend. He'd be talking to his girlfriend on the phone and watching pornography at the same time. Okay? And she was like telling this, you know, my, 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 my brother's friend about this. And what they, what they said was, you know, but you know, I, I can't really blame him because, you know, guys are going to be guys. Basically, the idea is that, you know, guys are just really sexual. They, have, they don't have control over their sex, right? Is that true masculinity, yes or no? No, okay? God created us to have, to be sexually pure. Amen? Yes, okay? God wants us to be sexually pure, okay? Same for the females too, eh? <laughs> yes, okay? When you're flirting and stuff like that, you know? Um, that's not femininity, okay? Um, one of the ladies said self-control. What made George use self-control, okay? Okay, God created us to have self-control, right? So, you know, how many, how many of us guys, we love to eat? Huh? Love to eat, right? And it's like, it's like some, somehow it's like masculinity. It's like guys love to eat and they overindulge. But God, true masculinity has self-control, yes? And for ladies, right? Controlling our, our, our mouths, yes? Gossip? <laughs> Amen? Okay, you know, this thing is like, you know, women, they love to gossip. And very interesting, I was having a conversation with... Uh, with uh, somebody in my workplace, and actually, I, I work in a place. Everybody in the workplace is female except for me. Okay, and so you, and we all work in an open space, and you can imagine the amount of gossip that goes on. Okay, it's gossip all day long, right? And like, and they will say, "Oh, sorry, Dan. You know, we have to make you listen to our, you know, our stories and all that stuff." And but the, what they tell me is this: they say, they say, uh, females, we need to talk about it. Is that true, female ladies? Huh? So you, they say we ladies we have to talk about it, right? And you know, to a certain extent, I think I, um, you know, okay, you have to talk about it, but we have to make sure it's not gossip, though. Yeah. Amen. Okay, Goss to to gossip is not true femininity. Do you agree? <laughs> yes, to gossip is not true femininity. God wants us to have self-control to reflect His character. Okay. Any comments? Ning, do you have any comments? On gossip? Yeah, gossip. Oh, 
You know what, because women are so prone, uh, we're naturally more expressive and we're naturally wanting more sympathy for people. And so we tend to gossip a lot. And uh, Ellen White says that we are prone to, to, to doing this. And um, the thing is, when I checked out and, and read about gossip, and you know, science tells us that women gossip, not because they, um, they have sympathy over uh, the failure of one person, which gossip, gossip's content is mostly you know, failures of, of other people and making fun of it or feeling uh, good about yourself. It is exactly that. Women feel better about themselves because of uh, what happened to, to that someone or to the other person. And so, but God does not, that's not what God wants for our lives, right? Um, what he wants for us is to, to be selfless, to not be selfish, and to esteem others better than ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we engage ourselves into, into something like this, this is just not a good representation of how God wants us to be mm -hmm. as Christians, and uh, we should definitely avoid it. Mm -hmm. um, Ellen White also says that our tongue can lead someone to eternal life or death. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very, very Right, right. Um, we have like passages in James or something, right? Oh, right. right, 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 yes. Okay, so um, thank you, yes. And lastly, you know, uh, selfless love. You know, God has created us to have selfless love, right? Other-centered love, and not to focus on ourselves. Yes? Okay, so both men and women, we must uh, reflect this character of God, okay? So let's, uh, let's move on, okay? Second thing is that He created how many? Two. Male and female, okay? So this next point I want to make is, God created two distinct sexes, and two dis and and genders. Okay, what's the difference between sex and gender? Do you know this? This, this yes. Oh, your name is Michaela. Michaela. Okay. Yes. Um, I feel like sex is anatomical, whereas gender is um, like characteristics of the male and the female, and like the roles that they play in your society. Yes. Okay. That's exactly exactly what it is. Okay. So, <laughs> sex refers to our anatomical differences. Okay. And well, whereas gender talks about our psychosocial aspects of who we are, okay? And, and so right now, you know, we, they, people agree, feminists, they agree that there are two different sexes, but they, will, they do not want to say that there's two different genders, okay? Um, but we have to understand from the Bible that there's, God created two, male and female, and that they are, they're, they're, that they're different. Does it make sense? Yeah, that they are different. Because right now, there is an attempt right now to blur the distinctions between male and female, okay? How are some of the ways that that's happening? Huh? Human rights. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Definitely certain aspects of society try to do that. Um, what else? Yes? Like Sean Pell said in the other side, the dress. The dress, okay. 
Right, right. So through the dress, you know, by women and men dressing the same, they try to blur the distinction between male and female, okay? So let's look at some things here. Uh, imagine with me that, you are on, that we're on the Titanic right now. All of us are on the Titanic, you know? And then, bam, we've hit the iceberg, and then we're going down, okay? Okay? Question. Should the woman and children get in the boat first, yes or no? Who says yes? <laughs> All the men should have their hand up, right? <laughs> Who says no? No? Pardon me? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, would you mind if you share, like, why? Or? I don't, at the same time, it's like you're putting more value on women or children's lives than the men's lives. Mm -hmm. so I think whoever can be saved, should be saved, we, cannot, we should not try to like put someone on the side and then just women and children. Okay. Maybe, okay, maybe somebody who has uh, who believes that women and children should go first, what would you say? Why women and children? Greg? Well, uh, I guess the reason is uh, they are weak and they need more protection. Mm -hmm. That's why it works. For example, like if a piece of wood will fall on a woman, she will die maybe right away there. If a man will like swing a little bit more, hang out a little bit more there, the Okay, okay. Huh? Okay, Sarah agrees with Greg, so maybe we'll go to George then. Then, yeah, okay, so George. I think as a male, you have a natural protective instinct, like a Some, some theologians, they, cut, they say it's an inner moral instinct that God has placed within, within man. It's like this kind of protective aspect over female, right? Because Paul says the female is like a weaker vessel, right? So, um, so, um, so yeah, any other comments? Robert, yes? Well, children are often seen as the future. Yes. Right? They have all their lives to live, and the women are childbearers. Mm -hmm. so the man is like... <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I asked this question. Uh, okay, Sarah, fine, yeah. It's, it's um, I'm actually kind of like having these laughable thoughts in my head. You know, like with with respect to the feminists, and if yeah. there was a feminist on ship there, um, in her time of crisis, would she be like, oh, oh, let the man go first, mm -hmm. or, or you know, let me whatever, because she would definitely want to go first, and in our most vulnerable moment. We'd be like, let me go for, you know? Right, right. We feel the need to be protected. Right, right. We, we naturally feel the need to feel secure, and et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Um, so it just made me laugh, like, you know, in your most vulnerable moment, you know, you yeah. will want to go first. Right, right. You know, it's very interesting. Um, I was into a radio talk show uh, with a Christian theologian. His name is uh, Dr. Albert Moeller. And basically, he asked this question. The whole talk show was on this question. You call in, do you, you say, uh, and uh, basically you say whether you think that women and children should go first. And a feminist called in and said, no, like, you know, sh you, know, uh, you know, females and males should not, you know, females should not go first because that's suggesting that we're weaker and that's suggesting that there's a difference 
right? So because immediately when you say that women and children should go first, you're saying that there's a difference between men and women. Is that true? Yeah. So she's, you know, but of course, feminism they deny that. So like, um, so she's like, no, no, you know, it shouldn't be like that. And then the uh, Dr. Moore is like, you know, when you're in danger and you're around men, if you're on the Titanic, I think you would say something different, right? And um, I think there's like that moral instinct, right? Um, but I, say, I raise this point to say that you know, most of us uh, uh, will say that you know, women and children should go first, and that suggests that there is a, a, di a difference between male and female, right? So transgender clothing, right? Unisex washrooms, right? You guys know that this is coming out now, right? Okay. Huh? You guys don't know? Yes, yes. They've, um, they're making unisex washrooms to accommodate transgendered uh, students in schools now. And um, how, uh, ladies, how, how would you feel if you went to a washroom with the same washroom as the men? Right? No, right? But the, thing is that, but the thing is that feminism is so, they're so bent on eliminating all gender distinction that they've gone to this extent. Right? I remember at U of T, I went to a washroom. And uh, I was looking around for the male cubicle. There was no male cubicle. I was like, man, how's the, how in the world does a washroom not have, you know, a, a male washroom not have a cubicle, right? And then I turned around and there was a female there. And the female gave me the most, like, why in the world are you here? You know, this kind of look. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Because like, it was a female washroom, I didn't know that. Right? And that's why I walked in, I was just like, I was like, man, what's wrong with this male washing? And like, there's a girl in there, she's like, you know, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> right? Not good, yes? Unisex washing is not good, okay? But right now, there is an attempt to, uh, to push these things because, you know, you have to eliminate all gender distinction. Of course, and, you know, homosexuality, bisexuality, transsexual, all this stuff is the same attempt. So, um, you know, there is... Um, uh, we have to be very clear that there is a distinction that God made male and female. Yes? God made male and female. And of course, there are some very complicated um, aberrations from that, right? And uh, it's, you know, it's a result of, you know, in Genesis 3 world, we live in a fallen world. Some things, you know, um, go wrong you know, when you're born and stuff like that. But that does not negate a norm. Amen? Uh, some exceptional circumstances does not negate a norm. Okay? Um, so that's really important uh, to remember. Okay? All right, and uh, lastly, it says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, what? Be fruitful and, and multiply. What does that imply about masculinity and femininity? He made male, he made female, and he told them, be fruitful and multiply. Huh? Okay, okay, work together to reproduce. Okay, okay, so I want to, the point, oh. The, Without each other, okay? The point I want to make here is that your sex is linked with your sexuality, or should be, okay? So if you're a female, you should be attracted to a, a male, okay? If you're a male, you should be attracted to a, a female, okay? And you know right now there's lots of bisexual, bisexuality, transsexuality. All these are, 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 are confusions. You know, straying from what God has defined masculinity and femininity to be. And, but we, you know, but people in culture, they just follow whatever. But we, as Christians, as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, know with foundation, we know clearly, you know, what our sexual identity should be like.
Yes? Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 22. Okay, Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 22. Now we're not going to get through any of this. Okay. All right. All right, Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 22. So let's read 15 together. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to what? To tend and to keep it. Okay? To tend and to keep it. point I want to make here is that biblical men are men of productive action, not pleasure-seeking. Okay? Amen, ladies? Amen. Yeah? Biblical men are men of action, not pleasure-seeking. Okay? Have you noticed a lot of grown-up men are playing video games now? Huh? You know, it's like, for me, it's the funniest thing. When I see a couple in the subway, and the, and the girl's, like, sitting there, and the guy's, like, sitting there on his, like, little, like, uh, Nintendo DS or something. And he's, like, probably 20, 30 years old. Right? It's not, not uncommon to see men who are 40, 50, 30 to be playing video games. Right? And it's like there are boys in men's bodies. Okay? And basically, it's like they're still focused on pleasure seeking. Okay? But when God created Adam, what did he say? Have pleasure. Roll around in the grass. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> Just go swimming all day long. He said, What? Tend and to keep it. Okay? You know, we as men, we have to be men of action. Amen, gentlemen? Yeah, we have to be men of action. Do something productive. Fix stuff. Study so you can preach. Do ministry. Amen? Okay, we have to be men of action, okay, and not pleasure seeking. Okay? Too many men now, all they want to do is just hang out, play video games. You, know, you guys you know, you know this? Like, free time, they don't do anything productive. You know, just you know, watch sports for like many hours, you know, waste time. Okay? This is not true biblical masculinity. Okay? Now, let's read on, okay? Um, 18, verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Okay? It is not good that man should be alone. What does this tell us about masculinity and femininity? That it is not good that man should be alone. What's that? They're good together. Okay. What else? Pardon me? They need one. We need one another. Okay. Amen? Okay. So the point I want to make here is that let's stop the gender wars. Okay. Have you ever been in a conversation with like maybe your youth group, your, your friends, and it becomes like this guy versus girl thing, you know? Have you guys been in that? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, girls are, you know, who's more smarter, girls or guys? Who's more stronger, girls or guys? Right? And all it's like, it's like back and forth, back and forth, right? Let's stop that. Amen? Okay, we are made to, for each other. You know, when Adam saw woman, Adam saw Eve for the first time, what did he say? I'm better than this girl. Is that what he said? <laughs> I'm smarter, you know? Is that what he said? He went into poetry. You know, he says, oh, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. It's actually poetry. He broke out into poetic song okay so men we have to like uplift and like admire females and support them 
Yes, ladies? And ladies, okay, you know, please stop calling us immature, irresponsible, and dumb, you know? Okay? <laughs> Amen. Yes. Okay? We have to, like, empower our men. Empower our men to be all that they can be. Yes? Isn't that such a better model than just a like, old oh, boy versus girl, you know? Man, it annoys me so much when I hear that, okay? So let's stop the gender wars, friends, okay? Now, this is when it gets interesting, okay? We'll just end off on this point. We, like, we haven't even gone to half of it, but, you know, for the sake of programming. We'll just end off on this point, okay? Is there any significance in the fact that man was created first, then Eve? Is the order of creation significant, yes or no? Yes? yes? Explain. Somebody explain. How do you know? Why is it significant? It's Michaela, right? Michaela. Mi- Michaela, okay. Yes. Um, just because it's significant. It's symbolic of the order of how they should be in the family. So first the man, and then the woman, and then mm. the children. Okay, yes. Okay, okay. Is there, do you know the Bible text for that? So far, that? Huh? Yeah. huh? What was it? Yes, let's all go to 1 Timothy 2.11. Okay, let's go to 1 Timothy 2.11. Michaela has hit the nail on the head. Yeah. 1 Timothy 2.11. Okay. Now, this is a very controversial text right now, okay? <laughs> in Adventism, in the Christian world, okay? But we're going to study and at least understand the main principle of, the, of this text, okay? 1 Timothy 2.11, are we there? Yes? Okay. Let's read it together. Let women learn in silence with all submission, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Why, Paul? Verse 13. For what? Adam was formed first, then Eve. Okay? Okay, now, first of all, it says, you know, women should learn in silence. Okay, does that mean that Angie should not give a morning, evening devotional tonight? <laughs> huh? Is that what it means? Huh? Why? Or like, you know, Crystal should not have given that purity seminar because she's like teaching. You know, I was there. She's teaching me and I'm a male. Like, is that what it means? Huh? Okay. In 1 Corinthians 11, it talks about women, um, a woman praying and prophesying. Okay, so Paul, it's okay for women to, to, to pray and to prophesy in public worship, okay? Uh, but they have to do it in a way of humility and stuff like that. So the issue here is authoritative teaching, okay? In positions of authoritative leadership, namely as elders and pastors. Okay? And, uh, you know, you keep reading on to verse 3, it starts talking about elders and pastors, okay? So, and what's the reason for that? Because the... the uh, so I'll get to your question, your question out there. You know, does Paul say, oh, because, you know, um, it's just culture? Is that, is that what Paul says? Because our culture is patriarchal. Is that, is that the reason? Huh? Because he goes back to what? The creation order. Before the fall? Before sin came? Yes. Okay, before sin came. Okay, so he said, something in the created order that man was created first and Eve shows that women should not have authority over a man. Because why? Men are supposed to be in positions of, of leadership. Okay. Yes, your, your name and question? Uh, Myra. Myra, okay. I just had a yes. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Okay, right. So yeah, you open another whole can of worms. Like, are we like, are we actually, is like this big debate, are we actually different? And like, I believe, I totally agree with you that w there is a difference, right? And uh, God has given in man some characteristics that help us in leadership, right? Um, yeah, I could be excommunicating in some circles for making that statement, okay? But the point is that in, in the church setting, okay, that God has called us to, uh, to be leaders, Okay, in the church. Okay? Um, so my question is, can we be equal but have different roles? Yes or no? Yes? Explain. Examples. What are some examples? Mia? The Trinity. Yes, explain. Yeah, that's actually one of the best things. Paul used that example. Yes? Um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're all gods. They're all equal, but they have different roles and functions. Yes. Okay. Right. What else? You have a committee. Yes. I was just going to say the same thing. Even if you look at the body of the church, um, personal ministries is important. Um, Sabbath school teachers are important. All of these different aspects of the church are important. They're equal in the sense that the church wouldn't be the same without any of them. Right. Um, but the roles are different. But the roles are different. Yes. Right. Exactly. And even on the, among the angels, you know that there's leadership among the angels? Did you know that? And when he talks about that, right? Doesn't mean that one is lower in value before God. No, okay, it's just different, you know, uh, different functions. Right? George? Well, I was just going to say, like, even, like, you know, the DCOS that they would organize, like, the presence on prayer, then, like, the, the priest, and stuff, like, the people, but just, everyone has a different function, a different... Right, right. Like, the secretary, the treasurer, the president, the VP, they all have different... Right, right. Right, right, right. It's good to hear the president say that. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can be equal in value and dignity and worth, but have different Amen? Okay? And this is what spiritual leadership, we call it the male headship principle, is all about. Okay? And so, God calls men to spiritual leadership in the church. Right? And um, so I want to speak to the men here. Um, I was recently, uh, not recently, a couple years ago, I went to an Ontario conference, um, uh, youth leaders meeting. Okay? And like 80% of the youth leaders are male or female? Huh? Are female. Okay? And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that women can't, females can't lead a youth group or something like that, right? Um, but it tells us something, doesn't it? It tells us something, right? And we, we all know right now that males are, are gone from our churches, right? The males leave our churches. And I, heard, I recently heard in African-American evangelical churches in the United States, women outnumber men four to one. So men just disappear, right? And um, it's like this thing is like men are not spiritual, church doesn't connect with them, you know? Or if they are in church, they're just, you know, kind of going there for their wife, right? Or their, their kids, right? Um, but God needs godly men, and, men in leadership, amen? We have to be active in taking leadership roles, right? And uh, I want to talk to the ladies, you know, you have your roles too in ministry, okay? I'm not saying you can't, but, you know, I think it would be great if like, we see more women to help empower men, encourage men to be the men 
that we need to be, you know, honestly, we need some help sometimes. <laughs> right? Can we admit that, gentlemen? Huh? We need some help sometimes. But, this is, but the help is not, you know, oh, you know, men, we, we have no more men, you know, we will just do everything, okay? But it's kind of, you know, just encouraging us, you know, to, to be the leaders that we, God has meant us to be. Yes? And I know this is very controversial because our church is studying right now. And um, you, you guys probably clearly see where I stand on the issue. Okay? Um, but uh, it's an important issue, and I think the Bible does speak to it. And, um, uh, yeah, we have to, you know, study for ourselves, right? All right, so, you know, I just, just in closing, you know, um, this is a huge topic. It's a very relevant topic. And uh, I think, I believe it's a very important topic, yes? And um, uh, it's a big issue, and uh, I encourage uh, we, uh, us all to just go out and study for ourselves, right? And um, you will understand, uh, it helps us to understand who we are and what we're supposed to be doing, okay? And it will help us to uh, find our way through all the confusion and all the confusing messages uh, that are coming at us uh, in society. So the Bible speaks about it, LMI speaks about it, and I encourage us to talk about it, to dialogue about it. And I hope that uh, this past 45 minutes that we've you know, planted some seeds of thought that hopefully you know, it will bear fruit in the future. Okay? All right, so let's close off um, uh, with, with a word of prayer. So please bow your heads with me. <clears throat> Eternal Father, we, we thank you for your word. And um, Lord, you've created us male and female. And um, you have a plan for each and every one of us. Uh, please help us to understand masculinity and femininity from a biblical perspective. Uh, please help us to um, um, uh, find our way through all the conflicting, confusing messages of society so that we may uh, represent you in our relationships, our homes, and our churches, the relationship between you and, and us uh, in salvation. Uh, so please be with us and guide us. We pray these things in Christ's name. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.